Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, I'm excited because we have a special episode that is being produced in conjunction and collaboration with UNC Keenan Flagler Business School. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Javi Madriz, who is a Keenan Flagler MBA graduate from the class of 2022, and Paige Smith, who is a second-year MBA student at UNC Keenan Flagler Business School in the class of 2023. Javi and Paige join me today to talk a little bit about their career journeys and why an MBA at UNC Keenan Flagler was the next best step for them when they entered business school. Furthermore, we got a chance to learn more about how they went through the career exploration process and how by using the various resources and programs at UNC Keenan Flagler was helpful to both Javi and Paige as they navigated towards their career goals and outcomes. It's a wonderful episode. If you're a prospective candidate thinking about how can an MBA help me get to my career goals, this is the episode for you to listen to. All right. I'm excited for my conversation with Paige Smith, a UNC Keenan Flagler student in the class of 2023, and Javi Madriz, a UNC Keenan Flagler MBA alum from the class of 2022. So let's jump right in. Paige, I want to start with you first. What were you doing in your job prior to business school, and why did you choose to pursue an MBA? Thanks, Al. Really happy to be here. Before business school, I was working at Duke in the School of Medicine in a bunch of different project management roles. So very healthcare administration, a mix of internal strategy and just general project management, really sort of a mix of all trades there and came back to business school to really get some more focus. In terms of why UNC, I went to undergrad at UNC Chapel Hill. So this is a boomerang for me. I grew up in North Carolina and just love the Southeast. So there's no better place other than Chapel Hill's campus and I think most people on game day know that I'm the first to start a Tar Heel chant. So there was no other question for me of where I was going. That's great and wonderful. Javi, what about you? What were you doing in your job prior to business school? And why did you choose UNC Keenan Flagler? Yeah, thank you for having us out. So prior to business school, I was working for a cybersecurity startup. I worked as what I like to call a Swiss Army knife of marketing, quote unquote. So I was just doing a little bit of everything. It was a pretty small company, about 30 employees. So, you know, I was trying to get our marketing strategy going. That meant that I had to wear a lot of different hats, but I was focused mostly on digital marketing, sales enablement, and content creation. Now, the reason I decided to pursue an MBA was really mostly just to accelerate my career. I knew that getting an MBA would get me to that next level in my career. And at the same time, I knew I wanted to explore different interests, both in terms of industries, but also even functions. That's when I started looking into MBAs, and that's what brought me to Keenan Flagler. I think folks out there listening are going to appreciate the responses that you gave, because I think many of them are in very similar circumstances in terms of wanting to take the next step in their career and looking for an accelerant to do that. And then also having a diverse set of experiences and trying to figure out, based off those experiences, what could be a great place to help you get to a further career outcome of different sorts. As a follow-up question, and I want to start with you now, Javi, first. When you entered business school, I know you mentioned that you had a bunch of different experiences and you wanted to continue to 
learn and grow. But did you have a sense of what career goal or desired outcome you had in mind? And what was that at least to start? To be honest with you, I was, I was pretty lost when I started business school. I, as I said, I, I wanted to explore different areas of interest. I enjoyed my job in tech and in marketing, but I, I think I wanted to explore more of the data side of things. I was a little bit more on the creative side. And at the same time, hey, tech is cool, but I knew that there were other companies out there that interested me, maybe retail, CPG, healthcare. Additionally, I was also pretty interested in real estate at the same time. Long story short, my mother back home owns a um, real estate business, so it meant it made sense for me to at least explore it in case I could continue on that business. And perhaps as a follow-up to that, Javi, during your first year of business school, or I should say in the summer between your first year of business school and your second year of business school, you had the opportunity to do a summer internship, which all full-time MBA students have the chance to do. I know you mentioned you had a bunch of different things you were interested in, but when you decided to recruit for internships between the summer of your first and second year, what did you end up actually focusing on and what did you end up doing in that summer internship? Yeah, so I ended up interning at Dell as an MBA product marketing intern and I conducted competitive analysis around their security products. I didn't really focus solely in one industry or even in one function. I was actively recruiting in healthcare, tech, and real estate. However, as time went by and my networking efforts kept going, I did notice I found myself naturally being more interested in tech. So that's kind of how I ended up at Dell. I just enjoy those conversations better. I related better to people that were in that industry. So that's how I ended up making a decision to go into tech. And during that first year of business school, what were some of the things that were most helpful to you in terms of being able to narrow in that tech was in fact the thing that you wanted to recruit for. Could you talk a little bit more just about, in particular, when you were exploring, either what resources or programs were really helpful to you and helping you realize that out of the, all the things that you could pursue, that the tech was the thing that you wanted to pursue? So I would say what really helped me was having ongoing conversations with just the whole Kenan Fadler network. So second years, alumni and CNL coaches to get better understanding, but also different perspectives on what working in these industries and functions look like. So, for example, with CNL, they really helped me develop a clear strategy for my recruiting process because I was recruiting at the same time for multiple areas. It was a little bit overwhelming to say the least. So CNL really helped me stay on track and have a good strategy for this entire process. Then, honestly, talking to second years and alumni was what really made me fully understand what it was to work in these roles and just get a better sense of what was a better fit for me, both from a personal perspective and from my professional background. Paige, I want to talk to you for a little bit just about your own career exploration process and some more how I talked to Javi a little bit. Could you share a little bit more about when you were entering business school, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do and how did that process play out for you? Yeah, Al, it's funny. I think I was reflecting on my time applying to business school over the last weekend as I was talking to a prospective student. And what do you want to be when you grow up used to literally make me sick to my stomach. I had no clue how to answer that question. So now I got it asked 20 times a day and it's a lot easier. So I think business school, if nothing else, helps you really shape and refine what you want to do next. 
But I'd say when I was entering, I had a little bit more of a focused industry approach than hobby, but was still pretty open and could have been pretty easily persuaded to go a lot of different directions. I was doing a lot of internal strategy in the role that I was in right before business school working at Duke was really enjoying that, but had only been in one institution working on one team and really had one definition of what strategy really meant. So knew I was excited about this idea called consulting, thinking I'd get to do strategy, knew I could probably still do that in the healthcare space. But that was about as far as I had gotten in my career exploration when I was first entering school. And I know that you spent a lot of time exploring, particularly during that first semester and probably even to the second semester and really trying to hone in on this, as you mentioned, this big thing called strategy. I'd be curious to know, what did you learn from that exploration or, and how did that really help inform what you ended up recruiting for in the internship recruiting process? I think what I thought strategy was and what I now today think strategy is is totally different. And what it might be tomorrow after two years as a strategy consultant is probably going to be something completely different. But I think what I started to learn is, you know, what are the types of projects that really make me excited? I really like thinking big picture and setting a vision for an organization and thinking creatively about where we're headed. I enjoy that type of work a lot more than operational type of roles. And so to me, Strategy meant, let me look for a job that's going to allow me to come in, do a project really fast, think pie in the sky, and then sort of pass it on for another team to do the implementation when they have a little bit more interest in sort of that analytical skill set and putting the boots on the ground. So as I was exploring and talking to different teams, I started to learn more and more about the types of projects people were doing. And frankly, there's a lot of consultants who do implementation and operations work, and sometimes they're still called strategy roles. And so you really have to get to talk to people and understand what's your special skill? What are you good at? What do you like to do? And what are the types of projects you're going to get to do when you come home or when you get there? I guess when I was thinking about my internship, I think that to me, I wanted to confirm that I was on the right path. You know, Javi mentioned you talk to a lot of second years about their experiences, but every one person's experience is one person's experience. And I really wanted to see what that was like for myself. So it was really important to me that I had the chance to really test what does it mean to be a consultant? Like, give me the full picture. Give me a strategy project. Make it as creative as possible. Throw me into a big team and help me really understand what it truly means to be a consultant so I could sort of give it a test run before I sign on the dotted line. I think as I'm hearing you speak, Paige, what strikes me is that while it's important to come, I think, into business school with an idea of the direction of where you want to head, there is also a valuable opportunity, particularly early on, to really explore, to get a more definitive idea of something that you want to pursue with at least for the summer internship and potentially even beyond that. And it really does sound like, Paige, those early parts of your first year were really great for being able to explore, but also just to get a more definitive look into what that internship experience could be like and what specifically could be an internship that you yourself could take part in. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's actually one of the biggest luxuries of a full-time MBA program. You really do have a little bit more time to explore and to ask a lot of questions and to pivot along the way as you go. Certainly, there's going to be people who come in on day one being very sure what their dream job is and just put their head down and go straight forward. But I would say more of my peers than not take that time to dabble and explore and see it as, look, I've got two shots at this. It's not just one. I get to try something really cool for the summer. If I hate it, 
I get a second chance? And how many other times in your career can you just take a 10-week project with a really cool firm and give it a test drive when they're recruiting you rather than the other way around? So it's truly a great opportunity and, and really once in a lifetime. So one of the benefits of going to a full-time MBA program like UNC Keenan Flagler are the resources that are provided to you, particularly when it comes to getting to a career outcome or trying to do some career exploration. I'd love to talk with you a little bit both about just how you were able to really utilize all the different people that facilitate that in your experience at UNT Kingdom Flagler. So Paige, maybe we'll start with you. Could you just talk a little bit about how you utilized and built relationships with the different people at UNC Kingdom Flagler, be it the Career and Leadership Center or anyone else in the process? And, and how did that help you as you work towards that internship opportunity and certainly also that full-time opportunity for that matter? Yeah, Al, at the beginning, you asked me why Keenan Flagler, and I knew I couldn't say the people because everyone does, but this is where it really showed its true colors. I think the recruiting process, you really realize how collaborative this community is and how supportive people are to making sure you find your dream job. So consulting is a rigorous prep process. There's no way around that. You know, you're trying to do several cases a week. You're trying to do coffee chats with all these different firms. There's a plethora of options. It's really competitive, especially at a smaller school where there maybe aren't quite as many people who are going to sort of your big cities to do consulting. And you're really trying to figure out how can you give this your best shot? And I had never done a case and terrible at mental math. And I had a pretty big uphill battle. So really leveraged the community heavily to make sure that I could do that. And I think, you know, there's a lot of different resources available at UNC, formal and informal. And we've got the Career and Leadership Office. They sort of serve as your career coach, and they've seen it all over the last couple of years and have history. You've got the second-year students who have done it recently and are your friends and colleagues. But I think the other piece that people forget is that the faculty actually helped me a ton. You know, it's small enough of a school that I really knew my professors, and they knew me. And if I ever had a case that I was studying that I just really didn't understand, I felt really comfortable just sending an email to the strategy professor and saying, hey, do you have any more reading materials on this? I just don't get it. Or, hey, do you have an insight on I'm comparing, you know, this interview process and this interview process or this inter offer or not? Do you have just any thoughts about what it's like to work with those firms? So I think it's not just the students who are incredible, but also the faculty who, who truly do try to help you outside of the classroom. And Javi, how about for you, as you think back in particular to that first year, could you share a little bit more just about what other people, whether it's career and leadership or just other people throughout Kenyan Flagover, were helpful to you as you navigated through that kind of recruiting process? Yeah, I would I would 100% agree with what Paige just said about the, the students being one of the best resources to rely on. I can't tell you the amount of mock interviews, resume reviews, and, and feedback we went through together to be as prepared as possible for our interviews or just coffee chats, I was able to reach out to really any second year or any of my classmates and see like, hey, do you have 30 minutes this week to just practice for this upcoming interview? So yeah, I know the, talking about the collaborative culture at Keenan Flagler is pretty cliche, but it's true. It's the collaborative culture is no joke at UNC and you can really see it once you're there. But then in terms of formal resources, I, I did leverage career and leadership a ton. Again, I, I think the career and leadership coaches are a really good resource in terms of structuring your recruiting process in general and then going about it in a smart way. 
making sure that you're using your time wisely because at the end of the day, two years, they go by fast. But lastly, another resource that I really leveraged and I think not a lot of people use as much as they can or should is the BCC, so the Business Communication Center. It's pretty much a group of second-year MBAs that give consulting services for first years and actually for undergrads as well in terms of practicing for interviews, doing mock interviews, reviewing your resume, going through your cover letter. And what I would do is I would set up appointments every couple of weeks to make sure that uh, I was making progress, that I was going in the right direction and getting those second years to give me their perspective on all of my application materials was super helpful throughout my process. Al, I might add one thing. I know that it's a, not exactly about formal resources, but I something Kavi said really reminded me. I think there's this third part about the recruiting cycle, and that's the support that you need to just manage the stress of, you know, you've got some peers who are really excelling and seeming to get a job really fast. And I remember a couple of friends of mine came back from a conference and they all had offers and, you know, it's in September. We're just starting school and it, it's a little defeating when you see your peers and you're working really hard and you didn't even know that was an option. And there are moments throughout the entire recruiting cycle where you're seeing that. I think one thing that was so valuable to my success at Keenan Flagler was that despite that, it was never competitive. You know, you were cheering for people when they got an interview that you didn't. And if you had a job and you were ready to go, you would still stay up late in case prep and interview your friends because they needed it and they needed one last session with you or calling each other the morning of saying, you've got this. I know you're going to crush it. Don't forget you're bad at forgetting zeros and your multiplication. Make sure you check that. I think that is a piece that is really special about UNC. It just not at any point did it feel competitive or cutthroat, even though frankly, a lot of us were going for the same limited positions. And and that's that was a pretty special thing that I think helped all of us. What do they say? Rising tide rises all ships. Not all business schools have that perspective, but I'm sure Javi's he's nodding his head. He's he sort of felt that too. Yeah, absolutely. As I was going through the Dell recruiting process, for those of you listening in, Dell is one of the main recruiters at USC. So it's pretty competitive. There's tons of people applying for the same few jobs. At no point in that recruiting process, I felt like people were not sharing information with me on purpose. They were not willing to help. In fact, I was practicing with two of my classmates every day for the week before the interview. And we were just being super transparent with each other, giving each other sometimes harsh feedback to make sure that we're doing our absolute best. and. I legitimately felt very happy when I heard that they got offers and I know that they did too with me. And I don't think anyone ever felt upset about someone else getting an offer, you know, even though they were going for the same. Those are great points that both of you made. And I also think that it speaks to the importance of the people and the culture that exists within a school and within the broader community. And Paige, to the point you made, the recruiting process has plenty of highs, but there are absolutely some challenges along the way. And it is a journey and it is a process. And so being able to have a school where the community, whether it is the Career and Leadership Center, whether it's the fellow students, whether it's the faculty, whoever it is, but to have people who are so committed to not just supporting, but really 
just wanting to take action in ways that support their students as they navigate through those highs and lows, I think is, is really important and really critical. And what I can speak from, from my own experience, and just also seeing this play out time and time again, is that where I see this really coming into play a lot, Paige, for example, as I think you mentioned, you recruited for management consulting, which tends to be a pretty challenging and rigorous recruiting process. And just having a office that understands the process and how it's dedicated and can help kind of give you both the mile markers as well as the signposts to help you understand where you need to be or where you directionally should be, as well as providing the support to navigate through those stage gates is really critical and really important. And I guess maybe Paige on that as a follow-up question, just walk us through maybe a little bit of what that consulting recruiting process was like and and how you were able to use, whether it was career and leadership or any of the other resources to really help you navigate through those highs and lows. Sure. And I think everyone gets to consulting in a little bit of a different way. But like you mentioned, the office truly does have a roadblock for you or roadmap for you. And, you know, I think there's a couple of important parts. First, it's getting to know the firms and going to the company presentations and sort of having a face. So they start to know your name and that you're interested. And that's part of the coffee chatting and the networking that every company, every student does, regardless of firm and industry and function. I think then there's this other piece, which is the case interview process. It's really the bread and butter of consulting interviews. And that's you know, how do you take a really obtuse problem, like how many slushies are sold at a potential amusement park in Orlando, and come up with a solution about how you might make that a profitable investment and what a realistic number might be and different levers that you might pull in order to make that sort of a lucrative buy. So I think you're learning about all these business factors throughout your classes, but part of the interview process is really being able to tie that together in a story and thinking your feet quickly. And that was not something I was used to. You know, I came from a healthcare setting. I had only ever seen healthcare cases. And my first interview, I think, was about a car repair shop. And, you know, really having to be able to make that pivot means a lot of prep and a lot of industry research. So I think that's really the crux of it is getting really comfortable, articulating your ideas, pulling from your experiences and applying it to industries that you don't really know much about and building that into a compelling story as you're going through the interview process. Javi, I want to go over to you for a second and just to hone in on one part of the career outcomes process, which is the internship interviewing piece. And I know also for tech, this can be quite diverse depending on the type of role that you're going to or the type of company that you're going to. But I would just be curious to know if you could talk a little bit about that process and also what maybe resources or programs or things that were helpful to you, which eventually enabled you to land your summer internship at Dell. Yeah, I think the one resource that helped me the most throughout that process was going to Career Labs. So Career Labs are weekly meeting. We have Mondays with each club. So marketing club hosts one, healthcare club does, tech, so on and so forth. And going to these Career Labs was really what helped me get a better understanding of what the expectations were for each of these different industries or functions. To give you one example, the way they case for marketing CPG is vastly different from the way they case for tech. They're looking for different answers. They're looking for a different structure sometimes. So talking to second years and have them walk you through what they experienced their first year when they were recruiting for internships, that was extremely helpful. And especially when I was also recruiting for real estate, because real estate could not be more different than the other two that I talked about. So I guess just 
career labs and talking to second years was what helped me the most. And Javi, I know you ended up at Dell, which is great. But I also think from talking before, there were a couple other things that you did that enabled you to get to that career outcome outside of just landing that in that summer internship. So could you share about some of the other opportunities you were able to pursue in your time at UNC Keenan Flagler that gave you more opportunities to get and work towards that career goal of working in tech? Yeah. So as someone who pursued an MBA at a pretty early age with fairly limited experience, going to Kenneth Flagler really enabled me to increase that experience while being in a full-time MBA. So my first year, I was able to participate in a program offered through Kenneth Flagler called Innovation Internships, where they matched MBA students and even undergrads with local startups that were looking for a part-time intern to help them with pretty much short-term consulting projects. So through this, I was able to intern with a local startup called BetterHealth. They were in the tech healthcare space and that I was able to use that during my interviews. You know, as I was getting asked behavioral questions, I was able to pull from that experience into my interviews. And similarly, my second year, from all the networking that I did my first year, I was able to land a part-time internship with another local startup called Resulted. So in a two-year time frame, I was able to get one-year part-time experience with two different startups. And for those of you out there that are working for a startup or are looking to work for a startup, I can't tell you how much companies value the startup experience. It just gives you a different, I guess, different background, different way to approach problems. You know, we're used at the startup like we work with tight deadlines and we need to react super quickly to upcoming issues. We need to get creative with the very limited resources that we have. It's quite a different experience than working in a Fortune 500 company. So yeah, being able to work for two separate startups during my MBA was one of the most rewarding experiences I had. I think what it all speaks to is that you have certainly the summer internship as a chance to test something out and try something, but you're certainly not limited to that. And given the opportunities that are provided to students at UNC Kingdom Flag, or there are other opportunities outside of the summer internship to really work towards that career goal that you have for yourself. Furthermore, each opportunity you take advantage of is in and of itself another opportunity that you can use to fuel more opportunities, whether that's something you can talk about in an interview or with a company for a role or in another informational interview with an alum. And so what I love about what you just said is that you really were able to not only just land a summer internship, but really work and put yourself in a great position even after you got your full-time opportunity to step into that career goal that you had for yourself. So Paige, I want to go back to you for a second. I know you talked a little bit about navigating through the highs and lows of the recruiting process for consulting internships. But in terms of thinking more broadly about preparing yourself for a career in management consulting, I would just be curious to hear from you, were there any other experiences or programs that you took advantage of that gave you, A, the confidence that this was a direction you wanted to pursue, at least in the short term after you graduate, as well as B, just feeling excited and energized to take on this opportunity, be it in the summer internship or even beyond? You know, I had a lot of anxiety headed into my internship. I think you are always worried you're not ready. And I was definitely in that camp. You know, I had 
finally landed this big job. I was super excited from it. The highs of that started to wear off and I sort of thought, oh shoot, now I have to deliver. And what if I'm not ready? I'm not that good at finance. I'm not that good at accounting. Now what? And I think once I got there, there were a couple of big things that I'm sure helped me. I think one is just more confidence in myself. I think throughout the MBA recruiting process, you start to learn a lot about what you like and don't like. And you start to feel really proud of what you can contribute and what you've learned and the way that you think and how you are your own unique person and have a lot to contribute that's totally different than another team member in the room. And that's really valuable. And I think more than any hard skill, UNC allowed me to find that in myself that I think prepared me a ton. Then I think there are some courses and, of course, internship opportunities that helped with the actual tactical skills. I was part of STAR, which is one of UNC's signature programs where you get a real-life consulting project. I was a project leader, so I got an opportunity to lead a team, which came in very handy when I had to lead some analysts this summer on a work stream and and sort of train them up to a new project. And I had never really led a, a team at work before. So I think there are a lot of experiences like that all over UNC, and you can pick and choose what are the most helpful and most valuable. But you know, star and sort of personal confidence certainly stick out to me as two of the most helpful. So I did want to ask one more question just about the career exploration process to both of you. Javi, we'll start with you first. I would just be curious to know if you reflect back on that initial exploration process and going through the internship recruiting and identifying what you wanted to do and then eventually going into a role in tech, what did you learn about yourself or your own goals, or your aspirations of going through that exploration and then eventual transition process into a new role? Yeah, I think what I learned about myself was that I am capable of more than I gave myself credit for. I think going into the MBA, I'm not sure if it was because of, again, my, my limited work experience, but I, I doubted myself a lot. And I guess that pushed me to work, honestly, the hardest I've ever worked, at least during that first semester, I was putting in the hours and the time and the effort to network effectively and try to talk to as many people as I could in, at the companies that I was very interested in. And I learned that if I am truly determined and passionate about something, I truly think I can accomplish it. Obviously, <laughs> there's some limits to it, but I do feel a lot more confident on my, on my skills and what I bring to the table. I think that imposter syndrome is very real, especially getting to the MBA. So I was able to pretty quickly get over it thanks to my peers hyping me up every time we had mock interviews and telling me I was doing a good job and everyone being a, a positive influence in my entire process. Paige, how about for you? As you think back to that exploration process and going through the internship recruiting process, what have you learned about yourself or just your own goals or aspirations? Man, Javi stole my answer a little bit because I certainly had imposter syndrome. I think that if you would have told me this time last year that I was going to have a signed offer to McKinsey, I would have just laughed in your face. I think there was no way that I believed that that was a possibility for me. And I think, too, you know, we see this a lot, especially as a female. I don't know that I always pictured C-suite as a potential career goal. And I was always shooting for what can I safely do with my current skills, not 
what would make me really happy and how can I possibly get there? And I think one thing that UNC really taught me is that the world is really your oyster. No job is off limits. And everyone who goes to Keenan Flagler deserves to be there and deserves to get their dream job. And, you know, I still felt it on the first day walking into my internship. It didn't really go away. I already had the job and I still felt it a little bit. But I think just continuing to see other people around me really shine and continue to build me up and encourage me has helped me get over that a good amount. And I think one thing that I've taken away from that is it's now my opportunity to pass that on to other people around me when I'm seeing that they've got imposter syndrome because so many people have helped me, you know, particularly these first years who are in the same shoes as, as I was just a year ago. I love both of those answers. And it really does speak to what happens when you put people who are very oriented towards achieving whatever growth they want to achieve for themselves in an environment where they have resources and support and people who have done it before who can give that encouragement to help people achieve the potential and in some cases to dream even bigger than they would have imagined. So I love both of those answers. Okay, so looking forward, Paige, I want to ask you and start with you here on this. You fortunately have another year left of business school. And I would be curious to know from your perspective, how are you thinking about continuing to further growth or development towards some of your career goals, whether it is in consulting or perhaps even beyond that for that matter? Yeah, I like to get part A and B answers, which maybe means I'm towards the consulting framework here, though everyone jokes that consultants like to pick in threes. And so maybe I'm not quite ready, but I'll give you two pieces there. I think one is I learned this summer, I'm really good at thinking big picture and being creative and thinking about planning the sky is the limit sort of ideas. My finance skills certainly need some work, though I'm not on a finance track. I'm supposed to be on a consulting track because I'm going to, into consulting. I'm the consulting club president. Everyone's sort of expecting me to be on the consulting concentration, but taking a little bit of a different approach in my second year and specifically picked classes that were outside of my comfort zone, particularly over the next couple of months and once we're back to school and in that group. And you know, I'm taking something around reading financial statements. I'm taking a global economics class. I'm not going to need those in my internship necessarily. But I think that that is an area that I want to be able to speak to the chief financial officer intelligently and really sort of build that skill set out. So that's something I'm really intentionally doing. I think part B is figuring out how to be a better leader and mentor. I mentioned earlier, I had never really managed a team of workers. I had managed volunteers and I had managed sort of administrative staff working on projects and managed cross-collaborative teams, but not necessarily people working for me or with me. And I think one of the things that's beautiful about UNC is there's all kinds of opportunities to run projects. <laughs> you see an issue, you can solve it. And I think one thing that I'm really excited about this year is to get to practice that skill, practice mentoring first years, practice what it might be like to manage a team through a different leadership role and really be able to give clear communication and direction in a place where I can fail safely. And before my performance review is in question, so that hopefully by the time I'm managing a team of analysts, by the time I start my job, a lot of these are, are muscles that have been worked and it's no longer foreign or scary. I, I can continue to grow and move forward there. Javi, I want to ask you a question because you are in the workforce and you have gone through business school and you have gotten to that career goal or the career outcome. So now that you're in your role, I would just be curious to know, how do you think your time at UNC Ken Flagler in the MBA really enabled you to take on this role and to thrive in it? Yeah, I think we've touched on my classmates, 
the alumni network, the CNL resources. But something we might have not touched on enough is the coursework. I do think that the classes offered at UNC are spectacular. Not to say that all of them I enjoyed as much as my favorite ones, but there are definitely just so many interesting topics that you can take classes on. For my job and my role being in tech and as a product marketing manager, a few of my personal favorites were Sayeda Maddie's data analytics class. I took Greg Hahn's improv class, which was just great to get out of my comfort zone and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Or even Michael Meredith's advanced business writing class, which has helped me honestly just write better emails. So it's, it sounds like not a hard thing to do, but when you are in the corporate world, it is so important to know how to effectively convey a message as quickly as possible as well. So I would say the coursework definitely has prepared me for, for my role. So I've loved the chance to chat with you, Javi, and with you, Paige, about your journey to Kenyon Flagler and how your time at Kenyon Flagler and using the different resources and programs has really helped you get towards some of those career goals and career outcomes. But before we leave here, I would love to get some advice from both of you. So we'll start with you, Paige. So what advice do you have for prospective MBA applicants out there who are evaluating their own career goals and trying to find out if an MBA is the right next step for them? Just do it. Steal from Nike on that one. I think getting my MBA is definitely one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I'm a little older in my career. And so I was certainly at that milestone. Do I stay internally and stay on this path? Do I do an executive program? Do I do a part-time program? And, you know, at some point someone just said, what do you have to lose? Why don't you apply and decide later? And that was the best advice I ever got. Because after you apply, you either figure out you're excited about being accepted or not. And you continue to just talk to students about their career pathways and you either agree with them or you don't. And so just try, just apply. It's going to open a world of doors for you that you don't even know are closed yet. So just do it. And Javi, my wrap-up question for you, why should prospective students and applicants choose UNC Keenan Flagler? I would say if you're looking for a top MBA program, you enjoy camaraderie and would like to live in the southern part of heaven, UNC is really the place for you. I love Chapel Hill. I consider it my second home. Everything about it is amazing. Sports are amazing. And the culture is just unmatched. You can't find a better option than Keenan Flagler if you're looking for both a great MBA and just great people to be with for the next two years. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.